Blackhawks Live. downtown studios of WGN Radio. Time to talk hockey. Time to talk Hawks. Alex DeRoyken now picks it up over the Kings logo. Down the slot. Big shoot scores! Alex DeRoyken able to win it for the Hawks in the shootout! Ha-ha! It's hard to put into words. It's really cool to, you know, be from this area, grow up watching Kings, Ducks, especially Jonathan Quick, and, you know, get to compete with some really good company and come out victorious. It's time for Blackhawks Live. You guys know how important that was for him, and, um, you know, we tried to battle hard, and he came up with a couple huge saves and really kept us in it. Chicago! Here's Joe Brand with Chris Bowden. It's go time! Well, there were some very good positives to pull from the last four games that the Blackhawks have had since the trade deadline. Don't. But unfortunately. But you use the but word. <laughs> but unfortunately, the final two uh, couldn't quite overcome uh, what the earlier two had done. A couple of big wins out west and then a couple of deflating losses in which the Blackhawks coughed up a three-goal lead and then most recently a four-goal lead at the United Center last night. How's it going, everyone? This is Blackhawks Live. He's Chris Bowden. I'm Joe Brand. And yes, we are coming off uh, one of the rougher losses for the Blackhawks this season. Uh, There was a lot of positives to pull from the road trip, but I think when you're talking about a team and a rebuild and when you're trying to develop a culture and a winning identity or at least a solid identity, uh, yesterday's performance or the end of that performance doesn't quite catch up to par with what you're trying to ring true. But uh, we're going to do our best to break down the last four games, and we've got a great Scott Darling interview that we'll play uh, later on today as you well. You mean Colin Delia. Wow. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> did I say Scott Darling? You did. <laughs> my goodness. I, I got all my uh, my other goalies Joe, mixed up today, Joe's too. Joe's already blowing a four-goal lead here on the show. <laughs> wow, I didn't even know I set up a four-goal lead with uh, with the intro, but yes. We were going to do the show from the couch in the break room after these last two defeats, but uh, we, we are upright in studio, and hopefully the Blackhawks find themselves that way uh, on what should be you know a nice, easy road trip coming up here at the end of the week. I apologize for anyone who thought that they were going to hear Scott Darling in a little bit. But yes, uh, Colin Delia. Man, I feel I feel so bummed I said that because what a great interview we had with him. Who when- are we to criticize a, a hockey team when when we, in fact, can't get <laughs> can, stuff right? Can't even name so. the players. Uh, no, it was a great conversation with Colin Delia. He's a, he's a really down-to-earth, great person, easy guy to root for. Um, told me about how he met his wife, uh, some side work that he has, um, obviously the roller coaster of a career he's had with the Blackhawks, how he's been able to overcome that. And uh, again, my apologies. It was a great conversation with Colin Delia. You know what? Let's call Scott up too and see. If yeah, yeah. Let's see if uh, Scott. Uh, anyway, uh, let's let's talk about the the most recent game for the Hawks because uh, that is the most recent thing on Hawks fans' minds. And uh, a four goal lead that you cough up to the Buffalo Sabers, who are a team on paper below the standings uh, compared to the Hawks, but. Okay, maybe have gone on a stretch of six straight games with at least one point, but we were talking about it on the broadcast. The Blackhawks coughed up that game in the second period when Buffalo had 17 straight shot attempts, scored three unanswered goals, and really were just controlling the offense in that entire period. And it was really difficult for the Blackhawks just to get it out of their own zone. And for some reason, that simplistic style of hockey 
uh, was missing in that 20 minutes. Well, uh, I-, I tweeted out when they went up 3 nothing, uh after one. They're on their way to a nice, easy win, right? After- so we can blame you. After uh, no, I, I said that uh, very much tongue in cheek, based on what we saw against Vegas a couple of nights earlier, a couple of weeks earlier in that Anaheim game when they ran out to what was a five nothing lead. They ended up winning eight to five or mm-hmm. eight to Correct. four, something yep. like that. So um, it, it, it's never it's never easy with this team, and uh, even when they do come out with a point or two. Um, there's always a certain level of suspense, and uh, I guess we should expect this from here on out. We, we certainly don't hope that's the case, but this is something to watch over the course of the last 15 games. And if this continues to repeat itself, you know that's going to go into the equation, and I'm sure Derek King understands this as well as he continues to be evaluated with his future. Um, and uh, I, I meant to listen to him last night. I didn't. I know you have a couple of sound bites from him, but from what you, you tell me, he was probably about as irritated as he's been since he became head coach. Good for him, rightly so. Uh, I, I, I was too watching it, and as you guys probably were in the booth, seeing it unfold before your very eyes. And uh, this is something that uh, is part of the entire evaluation of the coaching staff and uh, this team moving forward. And, you know, you can make the argument, too, Buffalo started this a couple of years ago, and they are not they are not anywhere near where they wanted to be at this point when they decided to gut their roster and their organization a couple of years ago. They've stockpiled a lot of high draft picks, um, but it's not there yet. But you also see kind of the light at the end of the tunnel with adding a few more pieces whether it's you know young guys through the draft they will have you know another high draft pick this year and if they want to add through free agency um goaltending is is probably their biggest issue moving forward but uh um you can see some of the the young guys that they have in place there and you wonder how high their ceiling is going to be and that's something to watch as, as the blackhawks go along too since uh if kyle davidson's going to remain as committed to this as he says he is, unlike, you know, uh, his, his predecessor, uh, you know, hopefully this will be done in the right manner and uh, this rebuild will go along a little bit uh, quicker than what we're seeing in Buffalo. But you're, you're starting to see signs of that with the Sabres. Derek King was very critical of his team last night, and uh, we did split up a couple of clips because, you know, Derek King has received some criticism about not being harsh enough or realistic enough on his team. Uh, everything's been sunshine and rainbows and, and quirky phrases. And, and I actually think that Derek King has been more critical about his team than other people are led to believe. He just hasn't had that emotion attached to it. It was attached last night. Here's one of his quotes. They should be disappointed. So we'll, we'll find out come uh, next game how disappointed they really are about losing a game like that. Uh. Derek King went on to say that his team was fishing for points, basically, that they weren't getting back to that um, simple hockey that they needed to, that they were doing in that first period. I mean, a four-goal lead, you just need to get the puck out of the zone. You, You don't need to cough up a goal, the first goal, then the second goal. You don't need a five-goal lead. You just need to play simple hockey, and that's what he thought his team exactly did not do from that second period moving on. Well, e- even you know before the trade deadline and, and over the course of the last couple of years, it's been an issue with the Blackhawks, not being able to you know, um, 
it sounds ugly, but put their skate on the throat of an opponent when they have them down in order to, you know, to have that killer instinct. And now with this team, um, I saw the, the stat on the ABC game um, Saturday where, what is it, 12 guys, 25 or younger? Um, maybe it's more than that. I thought, I thought the number was 12. But, you know, as you're looking to prove yourself in this league, um, effort should effort shouldn't be an issue if you're looking to make your mark in this league and, and stick with a club, whether it's the Blackhawks or somebody else down the road. Yes, with all the changes and all the moving parts here, you can understand, you know, uh, not being particularly in sync with everybody else on the ice at a particular time. But when you show you can do that through a period and a half last well, it was only a period last night, unfortunately, and through two periods uh, Saturday in Vegas, albeit against a, you know, a Golden Knights team that is really missing several key parts right now, you have to find a way to finish. And, um, you know, it's, it's going to be on those guys, and it's, it's going to be on, on Derek King through this evaluation process here over the next month or so. Here's more of Derek King's comments from yesterday's loss. Hopefully we learn from this, uh, the mistakes we've made of kind of just straying and going to do whatever we feel like we think is the right way to play. So, And that's my job, to make sure they know what the, how the right way to play is. So that's on me. So learning from this is going to be tough because you go into Florida and you play two of the top teams in the NHL, the Florida Panthers and the Tampa Bay Lightning. Um, that coming up after a rough loss like that is it's going to be it's going to be hard. It's going to be kind of difficult to compare. The, I guess the two efforts, but uh, we've seen the Blackhawks play well against some solid teams. Um, but again, it's it's just the way how this all unfolded after two very impressive games against Anaheim and L.A. And, and even though those games, they never trailed, it's not like the Blackhawks played at the top of their game for, for the full 60 minutes, but they definitely competed, and they definitely uh, gave it their all. The Vegas situation... That third period, Vegas gets their first goal, and all of a sudden that starts to mm-hmm. snowball, and it's tough to slow things down in an environment like that. But then when you have basically everything in your hand at home against the Buffalo Sabres, th- there's really not many excuses for why things were able to unfold like that. Derek King also went on to say how this is not a team, and some of these players are not the type of players that can just do what they want, flip the switch, yeah. and control the game. He has said that in the past. He brought it up again yesterday, but I just say that because, again, I, I do think that Derek King is more critical on his team than people are led to believe. And uh, we can get into this conversation in the next segment as well. But, you know, there is going to have to be a decision on whether Derek King remains interim head coach, is no longer the head coach, or continues on being the head coach. Um, but I, I think that... There are things he's done, and there are traits that he has, and qualities and skills that allow him to be a part of the Blackhawks organization moving forward. Maybe that's the head coach, maybe it's not, but at least in, continue to be a part of the Blackhawks organization. Uh, we got a Boyke's prize pack to give away. Again, I apologize for saying that we have a Scott Darling interview coming up. It's Colin <laughs> Delia. I even looked back at my tweet and I said, Scott Delia? Uh, I don't know what's going on and why why I'm another one of the people. It was last night's game. It's just, you know. (laughs) So uh, Scott Foster recently, I don't know, today had his four-year anniversary of becoming the Blackhawks' emergency backup goaltender, having a win against the Winnipeg Jets. Because who who did he have to replace in net? 
Well, it wasn't Scott Darling, was it? No, it was Colin Delia. It was Colin yeah, Delia, that's yeah. right. Well, who did Colin Delia replace he that day? He cramped up. He cramped up that night. That's and, right. Uh, they had to was Delia replacing uh, Corey Crawford? Yes, I, be- I, I believe it was. I think yeah. it had to have been. Um, our Boyke's question for a prize pack giveaway, 312-91-7200. Someone's going to set us straight on all Which Blackhawk skated in their 1,000th game the day that Scott Foster made his NHL debut and stole the spotlight from him. Which Blackhawks skated in his 1,000th game four years ago today, the day that Scott Foster made his NHL debut? We're giving away a Boykey's prize pack, 312-981-7200. We'll talk about that and a few other things after this break. You're listening to Blackhawks Live, 720 WGN. Line A in the left wing corner. Leaves the puck there for Stastny. Put it high slot, Nikolai Ehlers. To Tyler Myers, top of the right circle. Shoot! And Foster down with a butterfly save! He'll hold the puck and a whistle stops play. Scott Foster on an emergency ATO came to the building today, never expecting to even see the ice. Has come on in emergency relief of Colin Delia, and so far, touch wood, he's stopping them all. That was a fun day at the United it Center. It was. It was. Uh, and now, now I, I got. It, I looked it up, and it, it all comes back to me. So Anton Forsberg got hurt in warmups. Now the great goaltender for the Ottawa Senators. Yeah. <laughs> um, so he got hurt in warm-ups. It was all up to Delia, and Foster was called in and sitting down there, and Delia cramped up in the uh, in the third period. So uh, it was Scott Foster to the rescue. That was that was an amazing night at the United Center. I, I'm, not, I'm wondering if Scott is still an e-bug or not. Emergency backup. I, see, I remember him not liking to do interviews. Right. And, and everybody wanted to interview right. him after that. Well, how would you not? <laughs> right. Um, and it's not often that I plug other minor league baseball teams out there, especially here on Blackhawks Live. But uh, I remember after that game, um, the Frisco Rough Riders had a Scott Foster's night where if you wore a hockey jersey, you got a free Banana Foster's at the ballpark <laughs> or something. They're like notorious for these promotions out of the blue and uh as soon as that happened like oh we got an idea and then the savannah bananas are now are now taking that and running with it that's true (laughs) yeah uh we posed the question before the break which blackhawk was skating in their 1000th game the night that scott foster came in as the emergency goaltender and stole the show dave from long grove says he's got the answer dave who was that blackhawk skating in their 1000th game that would be Brent Seabrook. Brent Seabrook, number seven, the same amount of saves that Scott Foster had that night. Were you at the game, Dave? No, but I remember it vividly. Yeah, that was a good game. It was a good game. And Brent took it all really well because uh, <laughs> nobody was coming to his locker afterwards. It was all about uh, Delia and Foster, and uh, but uh, Brent being the, the professional that he did, he had a good chuckle about it. So uh, good on you to remember that. Dave, you're going home with some Boykies. Do you know what Boykies is? Yeah, it's like beef jerky, isn't it? It's like but beef it's, jerky, but it's, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> it's, that's true, but it's but it's also better. It's better too, Dave. Chow down. Okay. Good. Thanks for calling. Thanks for listening. Dave, thanks a lot for Thank calling. You. Congratulations on your Boykey's prize pack. Again, thanks to our friends over at Boykey's, B-O-I-K-E-Y-S. We're setting that up. It's Biltong. It's like beef jerky, but it's not beef jerky. Like Dave said, it's better. It's gluten-free. It's a little more tender. And it's uh, all-around healthier for you as well. Congrats to Dave. Your jaw doesn't get as big a workout exactly. with as uh, it would for... You can uh, save the workout for an actual workout and then get uh, rejuvenated by some uh, biltong. But uh, so not only was Scott Foster uh, an emergency goaltender, he was an accountant 
Yeah, I, I believe, believe so. Yeah. And um, I, I re- if anyone knows, and if he's still, uh, you know, uh, hanging out at Johnny's and doing some adult leagues, uh, let us know. Text us or, or give us a ring. Let us know whether uh, Scott Foster is still doing that stuff. It's always really cool when those situations happen. But who topped him? Maybe a year later, was it Carolina's the, goalie? I forgot what his name the, was in the, Toronto. Uh, and he was the Zamboni driver? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yes. and he came in and, and played like two periods. Yeah, and he was a Maple Leafs fan because it That's was in right. Toronto, That's but right. he filled in for Carolina, and uh, he was the next megastar, the next uh, e-bug me- megastar. Yeah, making Scott Foster look like chump change, <laughs> but uh, no, we're, we're all big Scott Foster fans. And yeah, that was a wild day. That was a fun day. I remember uh, somebody saying that the only advice he got was, hey, don't get hurt out there. Helmet, right. Put the helmet on, nice tap to the back of the helmet, hey, don't get hurt out there. Yeah, and Joel then, was still the coach, and yeah. uh, I remember him chuckling. As he uh, as he said, you know, uh, they were already out of the playoff race at that point, but uh, he was having a good chuckle as, uh, as Foster went out on the ice, said a couple of words, and uh, in the end, yeah, it was uh, one of the more fun nights over the past four or five years at the United Center. So I do quickly want to talk about Derek King uh, before we get to our Colin Delia interview after the news. Uh, and just in terms of Derek King continuing with this Blackhawks organization, because he has talked about how he... Likes to think he's very uh, well prepared for handling a rebuild. I would like to agree with that. He's been in the minor leagues for quite some time. He clearly does well with a young core, and it just seems like a team overall. I understand these last two games might say otherwise, but again, he was very vocal after last night's loss. He did hold the team accountable. I really would like to see how the team comes out and responds, but also this Blackhawks team is in a rebuild. What you want right now is a coach that can connect with the players, connect with the identity that this team is looking for, and connect with the core group that's trying to change the culture. And I think so far, Derek King has shown that he can do that. I'm not saying he's going to go out and win the Stanley Cup, but if you want a rebuilding coach for the time being, I think Derek King would be a safe bet. Well, let's see what happens over these last 15 games, and especially these next two. I'm really interested to see how they handle this trip to Florida, Tampa Bay, back-to-backs, because those teams are uh, among the the cream of the crop. They have something to play for. Are they going to let their foot off the gas when they see it's the Blackhawks coming to town? And whether that opens an opportunity for the Blackhawks to jump out to the kind of leads that they had these last two games. That's very true. Are they going to be able to handle a little bit better? Because Florida, sitting there atop the Atlantic, and as great as they are, they're still sitting a point behind Carolina for the best record in the Eastern Conference. Meantime, Tampa Bay is in second in that division, trying to hold off Toronto by a point uh, Boston is also a point back in that division. So those teams have something to play for. And if they're going to think they can just, um, you know, uh, throw their skates out on the ice against this Blackhawks team and they, and the Hawks can take advantage of that. If they do, in one of these scenarios, Thursday or Friday nights, how are they going to handle that? So uh, let's see if they can find some growth out of what happened these last two games. Colin Delia, after the news, David Jennings has the news next. You're listening to Blackhawks Live 720 WGN. Welcome back to Blackhawks Live on 720 WGN Radio. Our guest this week is Colin Delia, one of the Blackhawks goaltenders with a superb outing near his hometown against the LA Kings just last week. And Colin, 43 saves. You've been locked in before, but it seemed like there was a little extra something there that night. Was there? And if there was, what was it? Yeah, first of all, thanks for having me on. Um, But yeah, I think even... You know, flying into California, there was just a sense of, you know, I'm coming home, you know, so 
it's just a good feeling, you know, coming back to uh, where it all started. And, you know, I, I've watched a fair amount of games there. I've, you know, admired, you know, some great players. So uh, to be on the ice and, you know, be able to play the game, it was, it was a really special moment. Um, and, yeah, I think, you know, I prepared, you know, just like any other game. But, yeah, there was, there was definitely a little something extra there. You were talking about Jonathan Quick being one of the guys you looked up to growing up and being able to beat him that night. Uh, what did you like about his game when you were, you know, kind of a youth and, and just learning about the sport and, and his position especially? I think what I really admired about uh, Quick was just his overall work ethic, you know, and his compete level. He was, you know, he never gave up on a puck. And I think as a goalie and goalie in NHL, it's, you know, just something that's a great habit to have, you know, and it's a great habit to be known for. And, you know, that's something that I wanted to, you know, transfer to my game. And, I mean, he's just an amazing athlete as well. You know, he can, you know, be a real difference maker in the game just because of his pure, like, like raw ability. So I think, you know, th- those are a few things that I really admire about him. Work ethic seems like such a it's, – it's a decision, you know, it's not like you're born with it. Um, how difficult is it to maintain that work ethic mentality um, in such a challenging and competitive sport like this? It's definitely it's definitely challenging um, because I think from the exterior, you know, when you think of being an NHL player, an NHL goalie, you know, you, you don't see like all of like the travel that goes into it. Um, you know, the working out, you know, the warming up, the cooling down every day. It's it's a commitment, you know, to yourself and to your teammates every single day. And you kind of have to have uh, your team and your, your own um, physical well-being at the forefront of your mind um, because that's, you know, really who's going to feel, you know, the effects of if you're not being a professional. So, um, yeah, it definitely is a decision, like you said, but... You know, when that decision affects, you know, everyone, it's 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 really important to, you know, stay sharp. And um, I think that's the hardest thing I think, about being, uh, you know, a professional athlete is that it's, it's an everyday thing. You know, you don't really take any days off. I mean, even when we have a day off, you know, most oftentimes, like, we're coming into the rink to, uh, you know, recover our bodies and, you know, that's that's what it's about you know you choose this lifestyle and i think when you're younger you don't really understand it but um when you have guys that you know you get to the organizations and you see how they take care of themselves or you know it's it's no wonder why their performance is what it is you know and it's so elite because of the preparation that they put in you know the warming up the cooling down you know the work you know before and after practice like it really makes sense, you know, and I think, you know, quick, just externally, like, personified, you know, that, you know, and then getting to, you know, have a little insight, you know, talking, you know, to people who know him and just, like, how he is, like, all the time. I was like, well, yeah, like, that's a true pro, you know, and I think, like, that's one thing, like, I want to be known for, too. You know, that's what you kind of want to have your reputation be. I think after the game you said you have not talked to Jonathan Quick. Is that still the case, or was he able to reach out to you at all? Or No, no, I still haven't connected, no. But, um, yeah, maybe one day. Who knows?
Right. Well, well, we'll try to help that. Let, let's try to get a, a Jonathan Quick Colindelia interview on Blackhawks Live. Um, your family was there, like you said. It was um, it meant a little bit more being so close to home. What was your family's reaction? What was like some of the first things they were saying when you saw them after the game? Yeah, pure elation. I mean, I didn't really even get to see them after the game, you know, unfortunately because you know still with COVID, I think things are pretty tight. But um, yeah, I think. When I was getting interviewed after the game on the bench, my dad was right there. Yeah, <laughs> so it was pretty funny. That <laughs> was pretty cool. He was uh, he was pretty psyched. And my stepmom and my uh, great uncle was there too. And my mom was watching on TV. And you know, it was it was great for them. You know, and I obviously had like a lot of friends and family that were watching or just sending texts after the game. So just a barrage of, of text to answer. But, yeah, I was I was really happy to, you know, be able to have a good performance in front of them. And, yeah, because, I mean, they're the ones who sacrificed, you know, for me too to get that opportunity, you know, years and years ago. I mean, there's times when, you know, practice was like an hour and a half, two hours one way. You know, my dad and mom were both driving that, you know, like four or five times a week. Um, and I look at that now and, like, I'm a father and, you know, from the perspective of a father, you're like, oh, my gosh, like, that is just absurd, you know, like, three and a half, four hours in the car every day, you know, and just to go sit in a cold ice rink. But, um, no, I think it, I think it, uh, it's nice because it hit home for them, too. You know, it's really special. Talk with Colin Delia here on Blackhawks Live, Blackhawks Goaltender. Uh, it's been a roller coaster of a couple of years for you in this Hawks organization. Um Where's your mentality at right now, and um, how have you gotten stronger mentally with some of the stuff that you've had to deal with? Well, I think experience, you know, just going through, you know, those those ups and downs, like it's it's all part of life. It's all part of your career, and, you know, I think I'm stronger than ever for it, you know, and I'm, I'm thankful to be here, thankful to be competing, you know, and, and grateful to be, you know, with such a great organization, and, you know, like if you would have told me like where I would be today, you know, like when I first started, like I don't know if I would believe you, just because like, yeah, there's no crystal ball, right? And I think of like the prospect class that I started with, I think Cat is the only one left, you know. So, kind of, you know, very thankful to you know still be here, and you know, I just want to you know affect the people that I interact with every day in like a high quality way and you know be known as someone who's positive and you know wants to win and works hard so um yeah I don't know what the future holds for me personally you know with the organization but you know I think it's I take I take great pride in hopefully you know leaving it better you know than than when I found it and doing my part you know to you know aid and assist in you know, the transformation of the team in, in years to come, you know, I think, you know, people, like, as as far as fans, like, it can be easy, you know, to be, you know, critical. But, um, yeah, especially when you have such a high standard for success. But, you know, there there's certain things, like, within an organization that, you know, take time to, you know, replenish. And, you know, maybe, you know, down the road, hopefully, um, years from your, in years to come, like, uh, you know, people would get to see, you know, how great the Blackhawks, you know, are. Um, I think right now, obviously, it's challenging, but, you know, I think there's a lot, a lot coming that people can be excited for. And, 
you know, even though I may not be a part of that, like I'm happy to have, you know, been here, you know, during that time. When the Blackhawks signed or traded for Marc-Andre Fleury, uh, the instant thought was, okay, what happens with all the other goaltenders? Because there are a lot. Uh, You know, Kevin Lankinen was very vocal about how he was ready to accept another goaltender like him being in the dressing room and using it as a a way to learn from him. What was your instant reaction to Marc-Andre Fleury being a Blackhawk? Wow. I mean, just an absolute quality human being. You know, everything that I heard from him and everything that I had, you know, watched, you know, growing up, you see all those, like, uh, you watch those YouTube videos of like behind the scenes and him being like a prankster and just you know his overall zeal and enthusiasm for the game of hockey and his teammates was you know something that you know his reputation precedes him you know so like uh, like meeting him in person there was no difference you know he's absolutely the same guy that like what you see is what you get and I thought that was really cool you know especially from. Um, someone who has such an elite talent, you know, so I was, I mean, I was just thankful to, you know, have such a high quality individual, like in the organization, you know, especially in the goaltending position. And, you know, that's not to say that anyone we had before wasn't, but, you know, he definitely is a unique individual and it was really cool, you know, to make his acquaintance and, you know, we went to dinner once and that, that was cool. You know, like you just, just an awesome dude, you know, just to get to pick his brain and, you know, get his opinions on things. And that was really special for sure. And we're definitely sad to see him go and, you know, wish him well. Um, But, yeah, he's just an absolute amazing competitor, amazing friend. And, you know, it's no wonder, you know, that he has the reputation that he does. Did he invite you to dinner? When was that? Uh, It was uh, actually, this was for uh, Nick Bodan's birthday. Okay. Yeah, we all went out just few of us yeah but uh, i think we went to michael jordan's steakhouse okay <laughs> yeah i think i think Kershev was there too maybe yeah i think we were all there but um yeah i know it was like it was funny right because you're like here's this guy you know he's you know clearly older than us um i mean i don't mean it's any disrespect when i say that <laughs> but um you know it's just more experience you know yeah. um well seasoned but, um, you know, he didn't mind taking the time to, you know, sit down with some, you know, younger guys. And, you know, he was just one of us. And, you know, that's the same with him. Like, he treated everybody with respect. And that was truly awesome, you know, because I think, you know, so often in athletics, like, people can really put themselves, like, on a pedestal when you have this, like, elite skill, you know. And you can think that, you know, nobody can touch you. But... You know, he was very accessible to his teammates, and I think that was really unique, you know, about him, and that's something I'll always remember. Colin, thank you very much for the time, and best of luck as this season closes out. It's definitely a, a big opportunity for you, and hopefully some familiarity with uh, some consistent play can uh, really work in your favor moving forward. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. That's Colin Delia. We'll have more Blackhawks Live coming up next, 720 WGN. <laughs> Wrapping up Blackhawks Live with a little bit of Chicago here on 720 WGN. He's Chris Bowden. I'm Joe Branda. Another big thanks to Colin Delia, our guest this week. Is it week. Delia? It's Delia. Okay. 
Yeah, Colin Delia. Uh, we do have some good news, Blackhawks fans. And no, it's not just about Brett Connolly with his 15th goal of the season that we see from the great Joey Zakrzewski, the voice of the Rockford Icehogs. Uh, the Florida Panthers have coughed up a three-goal lead at home to the Montreal Canadiens. Is that is that really good news with the Hawks heading down there on Thursday? Uh, I would say yes. Safeguarding I, them? You know what? I'll say yes for a couple of reasons. Uh, it happens... It happens to teams that are better than the Hawks. It happens to teams that are better than the Hawks at home against worse opponents. But, uh, yeah, I can understand why Florida might have a little bit of chip on their shoulder than when the Hawks play on Thursday. But it'll be a couple of days, and I think the Hawks will have a chip on their shoulder as well. Yep. Uh, down to Florida on Thursday, Tampa Bay on Friday. The uh, They both made their trips to Chicago already, the Panthers mm-hmm. and the uh, Lightning. And then it's uh, home against Arizona on Sunday. The Blackhawks were with revenge on their minds after that early January loss to the Coyotes. That was oh, yes. that was kind of a a down point. That's true. When yeah. when that happened, we were calling that the the roughest loss of the year. And I think then they went to Vegas and won. I think right because after that. that's yeah. what they do, Chris. They they have a rough outing, and then all of a sudden they go on this run. You're absolutely right. I, I forgot about that point because if history continues to repeat itself for this Blackhawks team, then they're going to come out firing on all cylinders against Florida. But that's the other thing is even during this four game stretch with the two rough losses against Vegas and uh, Buffalo, they had great starts. You know, and how much do we talk about it at the beginning of the year? The Blackhawks weren't getting off to good starts, and that's what affected them for the rest of the game. And, you know, it was them trying to play catch up in the second and third period, but it just wasn't quite there. Now it's kind of gone a little bit uh, reversed since the trade deadline, but, um, you know, there's still a lot of good talking points about this team moving forward. Uh, we were talking about Taylor Radish during the break. He's had mm-hmm. quite uh, a resurgence and um, an arrival to Chicago. Doing many things, Boris. Don't call me Matthew Kachuk. Or Brady. <laughs> as uh, as uh, Chris Bowden says. But really, no, all, all the newcomers, and even Reese Johnson, too, has gotten very physical. So, uh, you know, there's going to be a lot of talking points about this team, about younger players for the final, what is it, 15 games of the season that are left. And uh, we're going to have to keep our eyes on all of them. Yeah, and let's also take a moment to uh, stick tap the captain. As he heads into his 1,000th game of his career uh, at Florida on Thursday, would have been uh, rather fitting uh, due to uh, unfortunate uh, and and really terrible circumstances that Joel is not behind the bench for the Florida Panthers. Um, But nevertheless, good on Johnny. He's had to fight through a whole bunch in recent years, and um, one of the greatest Blackhawks ever. He is going to be the latest in the 1,000 Game club, as we referenced Brent Seabrook a little bit earlier in the show, it'll be the captain's opportunity. I'm sure they will hold a ceremony for him on Sunday when uh, the Hawks return to take on Arizona. But uh, the captain's been playing well lately, too. Uh, Ten points in his last 12 games. Good to see him as he kind of figures out what he wants to do from here on out. Uh, He's been pretty vocal on his uncertainty about, you know, whether he wants to be a part of this long-term uh rebuild and uh, digging out at age 33, 34. So uh, we will see how he handles this. But for the here and now, he's got game number 1,000 coming up on Thursday. It will be a very cool ceremony whenever it happens for Jonathan Taves. Again, like Chris said, the the following home game would be Sunday. So uh, I'd imagine uh, the Blackhawks are just so good with that, too. They're they're so good with those types of ceremonies. Uh, And for a guy like Jonathan Taves to be recognized, I feel like if you're a Blackhawks fan, that is definitely a day to... Uh, want to get out to the United Center 
Um, but two games against two tough teams. The Blackhawks will get to see Brandon Hagel for the first time since being <laughs> traded over to Tampa Bay. And, uh, you know, again, it's it's not so much about wins and losses to close out this regular season, but the quality of wins and losses. And I think that's a big reason why uh, these past couple of games have been so distraught because of the way how they've ended. But Jonathan Taves, uh, as you mentioned, on a bit of a point stretch, I think he's got six goals in his last ten games. Mm-hmm. His th- his goal last night, he looked yeah, like vintage Jonathan right. Taves right. there. Yeah. Just Turn back the his, clock, Johnny. Carving his way in. <laughs> and uh, Sam Lafferty continues to raise all our eyebrows. Uh, if, if you would like, Chris, I, I can pull some strings and get you in the Sam Lafferty fan club. That, Is uh, there one? Uh, well, Nick Olchek and I are, are oh, okay. constructing it. Yes, all right. yes. There's, uh, Is there a fee? Uh, nope, no fee. Okay. Uh, I think we just, uh, you come in and you bring your best, because that's what Sam Lafferty does yeah. day in and day out. And uh, somebody named Squirrely Phil out on Twitter is already in the works of uh, putting together some t-shirts. And there have been some other positives as well. Patrick King continues on a burner through this month. Uh, Alex Dabrinkit as well. We've seen more production from Seth Jones, too. And Dominic Kubalik. This always seems to happen with Dominic. Yeah. You sit him down for a game, and all of a sudden he's gangbusters out of that. So... Uh, hopefully he will learn from that, and uh, at least it's a positive step. And, and I'm sure he was stressed by all the swirl of rumors going on around him as the trade deadline approached, too. So uh, hopefully he's hit a reset button as uh, Kyle Davidson has to sort through who he wants as part of this play, uh, thing long term. You know, Dylan Strom also on a burner as well lately, so on a heater. So. Uh, He'll have to sort all that out here uh, moving forward as uh, we wound down tonight. And it's Tuesday next week because of the national championship game. Right? Our next Blackhawks Live is Tuesday, April 5th. Big thanks to Colin Delia for joining the show. Big thanks to our producer, Curtis Koch. He's Chris Bowden. I'm Joe Brand. The Hawks play next on Thursday against the Florida Panthers. John Weideman and Nick Olchek will have the call. We'll talk to you at 530 for the pregame show. You're listening to 720 WGN.